0: Another day, another cancellation. At least there was some hockey on TV last night. And at least there seems to be a hockey game on the horizon this Sunday at PPG Paints Arena. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Every single day, right where you found this, it will be, we think, think, Penguins versus Sharks, Sunday at one o eight p.m. here in Pittsburgh. Game between two American teams, no need to cross a border, no shutdown, no limitation of the number of fans or anything like that. We'll see how it goes. In the interim, the hockey club continues to practice. The Penguins were out on the ice yesterday at Cranberry with a pretty healthy, I guess is a term you could use, representation. Being that Jake Gensel was out there on a line with Sidney Crosby and Brian Rust. Remember him? He'd struggled for a while, started looking good, Boom! There he went again, out for 11 games. Jake, of course, has been out for four games, plus this COVID break. And I guess if there's one positive to any of these postponements that are going on right now, it's that they're buying time for people like these who have injuries and want to bounce back. And when these guys do return to the ice, whether that's Sunday or some other point, Mike Sullivan was noncommittal on that. I'm really expecting that both will they will remain united as a line the head coach made no secret of that yesterday they, they've been a very good line for us for a long time and they have played a lot of minutes together and they played together for a reason because they have chemistry um, they're they're a very very good line they all bring a little something different to the table Uh, But they're all very good players, and they've been such an impact line for us uh, for so long. And that's what they're capable of. No problem here. No debate. No discussion, really. They've been together for a long time. They've proven that they can do really, really good things, regardless of the system they're facing, regardless of the opponent they're facing. They find a way. They don't necessarily look like, on paper, the kind of line that would click against everyone, principally because of lacking some size and lacking, uh, you know, the big-time finishing-slash-net-front presence. But they get it done. It might not happen right away, as Jake suggested yesterday. We know we have chemistry together, and we know when we're all playing well that um, we can be a really good line in this league. So I think for us, we just got to get that back. But it will happen. It will. Again. No qualms with that here. I'd be crazy to have qualms with that. I don't even know what a qualm is, so I definitely don't have qualms. But if I might, I'd like to express at least one concern, and that's the fate of Evan Rodriguez. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Now, understand that Rodriguez is on the COVID list, so he wasn't technically bumped off anything or demoted or uh, something to that effect. Once he's back... That's when we'll see how Sullivan and staff plan to utilize him. But to repeat, it's clear they're going to keep Sid and Jake and Rust together. It's also appeared to be clear for months now that once Evgeny Malkin was back in uniform, and he, by the way, does not seem likely to return Sunday, that he'll be paired with Kasperi Kapanen. And who ends up on the left side? I guess we can see whether that's Danton Heinen. Uh, I was going to say Jason Zucker, but Zucker went on IR last night with his lower body injury, and we'll see how long he's out. But what you can't do, what you can't do is discard Rodriguez. Because if you're doing that, You're dismissing a mountain at this point of very real evidence that he's having a very real breakout. In any sport, you will find players who get, what's the word I'm looking for here? They get labeled. They get told, hey, once you've crossed this line or this age mark, you are who you are. And anything else that you do is just an aberration, and eventually you're just going to go back to being who you are. The problem with Rodriguez's breakout, for anyone who's doubting it, is that he checks every single box. Usually when you see a player who's having an abnormal scoring run, there's one number that jumps way up, and that's shooting percentage. Which is basically saying, hey, he's had a pretty nice run of luck. Uh, He's gotten the puck to the net and it's found its way in. And shooting percentages are like water. They find their own level. No one, no one, even the greatest scorers of all time, maintain an abnormally high shooting percentage. There's higher than others, but not abnormally high. Rodriguez doesn't have that. His 10 goals have come on 99 shots, and that's a 10.1 shooting percentage, which is only 7th best on the team. If you're looking for someone on the Penguins to maybe come down to earth a little bit in that regard, I would point more toward Heinen. He's at 17%. McGinn is at 14%. Those are really high shooting percentage figures. So you're going to see those come back, but Rodriguez is right there. I mean, that's pretty much middle ground. And all of his other metrics, advanced or otherwise, point to his having become an outstanding all-around 200-foot player who additionally is scoring goals at a reasonable rate relative to the rest of his performance. You do not put this player in a box in a closet, and wait for the next time you need him. You don't minimize him. You find a way to make sure he's getting on the rink in every situation that he is currently. So maybe, just to throw this out there, one of the ways that you can mitigate this is, okay, you leave the SID line alone, and you go ahead with your Gino and and thing, and because Gino is who he is, he would never be considered to be on a third line, right? Right. Okay. So you call that the second line. But in fact, the line that you would utilize more often, and for the foreseeable future, you would think that Gino is going to need a little bit of time and adjustment period anyway, You have Jeff Carter with Rodriguez and, you know, whoever, Drew O'Connor, right? On that side, maybe it's Heinen, I don't know. But you have Carter and Rodriguez playing, and you also have Rodriguez getting whatever power play time he can, being open to even power play one, although I know that that's sacred ground. All I'm saying here, I'm not going to come up with all kinds of specific ideas and this and that and move this guy there and whatever else is. It has to be a priority for this head coach and this coaching staff to ensure that they aren't the ones who bring Rodriguez back to whatever passes for reality. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T, Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBOTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Jeremy, who asks, any chance the Penguins trade one of Rodriguez or Heinen by the deadline, given that they're both due for somewhat large pay increases at the end of the season? Yeah, they are. They are. Good for them. This is one of many reasons that sports executives love one-year contracts, because they're fairly certain they're going to get that athlete's best both physically and mentally, which isn't to accuse either of these two players of having been less than that before. But yeah, they're they're locked in. Uh, they're different types of players, but they're both producing. And again, especially as it relates to Rodriguez, I mean, he's elevated his status to being... I mean, don't laugh. A number one forward, you know, first line forward. The numbers don't lie. They really don't. They can't be manufactured in this stuff. He's been, by some measures, one of the top 10 or 15 forwards in the NH of L through these first three months. It's been very, very impressive, ideally for him. It'll last, and ideally for Hine, and he'll continue to maintain a good shooting percentage with that solid finishing touch that he shows. Not ideal for the Penguins, though, as you point out, because it'll be very hard for them to keep one or both. And this really is part of the dialogue that they'll need to have with both Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. I'm not going to turn this into a uh, it's one or the other or it's, you know, the, the core versus the younger guys or anything like that. But the NHL's salary cap is not going up, not for the foreseeable future because of the pandemic. It's going to stay the same. And the Penguins, as we are speaking right now, are banging their heads on it. You can look at the rest of the roster and say, where else might they cut? What else might they do? We can revisit the whole dialogue about trading Marcus Pedersen and using P.O. Joseph instead because P.O. would cost a quarter of what Marcus does. Um, you could look at moving Brian Dumoulin. You know, that's $4 million. You could also look at. Jeff Carter's future and say, well, all right, he's 36 years old. Who knows if he's even going to want to continue playing? You know, that's another three. There's a lot of different moving parts that'll have to be addressed. And also, there's a lot of season left between now and the playoffs. And there's a lot of time for Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. To look over the entire situation, see who else might rise up, who might make someone else expendable. Let's say, for example, you know, if Drew Connor rises up, who else could be deemed uh, someone that you could move? And and don't say Jason Zuckerberg, nobody's taking his six million dollar contract. You're just stuck with it. But maybe you move a Kasperi Kapitan or someone like that. I'm just throwing a bunch of names against the wall right now to let you know that it's not just a Gino and Tanger thing. I can say this, though, with certainty. If Rodriguez continues to be this type of player, you make him the priority. You find ways to deal with the other situations separately, but you make him the priority. Whether or not you do it in season doesn't matter. Whether or not Rodriguez feels some kind of special attachment to the franchise because they're the ones that gave him his chance to make his breakout, all of that's down the road. I don't think any of it will happen in season. I don't know of Hextall's precedent for this sort of thing, and I don't know if the pandemic would impact any of that, but I really don't think you're going to see them doing things in season. And if they do, it wouldn't be Rodriguez before the core guys. You know what I'm saying? Still and all, this is where you have to be placing your priorities if you're this team. You found, not these guys. Let's give Jim Rutherford the proper credit. You found a player who's younger, who's energetic, who's everything that you'd want from someone within the Mike Sullivan system, and... You found him without having to draft and develop and everything else. That's 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 gold. You do not let that player walk. Heinen is I, – I don't want to put Heinen in the same bracket. Heinen's been really good. He hasn't been Rodriguez. Uh, I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow.